home of Arizona Diamondbacks baseball. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Diamondbacks front office focus. Bickley Murata Mornings continues here live from the Auction Community Studios. Also continuing is the series between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Atlanta Braves. Tonight, game three of four at Chase Field as the Diamondbacks try to break through in that series. And uh, here for front office focus this week, assistant GM Mike Fitzgerald joins us on the Coulter Automotive Group Sports Line. Mike, thanks for the time. How are you? Good morning, guys. We're doing all right. We're grinding. Uh that that's a word that's been used a lot uh, this year, and obviously it's one of those years where things just did not go your way. Uh, Eleven games left at this point, and, and Bick and I were talking about it, and a lot of Diamondbacks fans are talking about it. But from a front office perspective, I mean, what are some of the adjectives you could use to describe this year? Yeah, uh, frustrating is definitely one of them. Uh, I think the amount of time and effort and energy that a lot of different people. Uh, put into trying to put a product together that people enjoy coming to see, that, that plays competitive games, um, and then obviously to see it pan out the way it does. Uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of us taking that personally, right? Uh, we we are super frustrated, um, but at the same time we we want to be we want to be focused on solutions, right? It's 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 important to identify what the correct problems are and what what the areas of focus need to be to help us get back to being competitive. Um, but you know. Just, just highlighting the issues and, and not putting our heads together to make sure that, that we figure out solutions moving forward to, to right this ship and, and get the different leaks that have shown up plugged and, and get us back to being a functional, aggressively competitive team. Uh, that's that's kind of where everybody's yeah. heads at. And Yeah, there's 11 games left. And on the surface, I guess it doesn't feel like there's a ton of opportunity to, to shift mindsets, but, but there's 11 opportunities for guys to go out there and start making movements back towards the areas that we think uh, you know they need to be able to sustain for us to be a consistently competitive team. And so you know, we're, our mindset is to continue to hold guys accountable to, to moving that needle back to the direction that we all want to get to. Yeah, it, um, and obviously, you know, no, 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 obviously it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to end with a bad taste in our mouth, even if these final 11 move those needles to a degree, but uh, we need to, you know, we need to make sure we're we're working towards that. Yeah, it feels like we're miles away from that last really fun playoff run uh, that we had here in the valley. Uh, if you had to describe where this whole thing is going, that what is the plan to get back to being a competitive playoff team in the National League West? How would you verbalize that plan to Diamondbacks fans? Sure. So I grew up in a football household, right? So uh, one of the things that that we're always talking about a lot is you know the three facets of the game. Uh, defense, offense, special teams, and, and the importance of, of winning two out of three of those on a nightly basis, right? So, so we kind of look through similar things in the baseball ends and starting pitching, giving you a chance to win a game, defense picking up the ball and protecting it, having a bullpen that's going to close down leads for you in the back end, and then creating and cashing in on run scoring opportunities. And, you know, it might sound simple, but those are the four key areas that we need to, to continue to push the ball forward in. Um, you know, part of the starting pitching thing was injury related, but mm-hmm. we've had a fairly consistent group over this back stretch in the second half of the season. And, you know, there's still opportunities for those guys to improve and push the ball forward. Uh, defensively, I think thinking back to that 17 year, one of the things was that we did really well uh, was that we knew when we'd go to bed at night, Tori talked about this a lot. Hayes has talked about this a lot. The confidence level that we were going to pick the baseball up, protect it, and not play more than, not make the game more than 27 outs. Uh, we haven't done that very well this year. Uh, obviously, the bullpen has been what the bullpen is, uh, particularly late in games. That's 
probably one of the biggest areas of, from an emotional standpoint, you know, losing a game late, one that you had a, a hold of, uh, for as much as we want to be able to shower that off and turn the page, that, that one stings and, and lingers a little bit. And so making sure that we are rethinking the ways in which we can put together a solid bullpen and protect the back end of games. Um, and then for creating and cashing in and run scoring opportunities. I think we've done a solid job at the first part of that, creating opportunities. Uh, we're top five in the league and played appearances with runners in scoring position. Now we've got to figure out a way to, to generate that, translate that into generating more runs. Um, and, and, you know, like we were saying earlier, if, if we can find ways to win three out of, the, of those four on a nightly basis, we're going to put ourselves in a, in a decent chance to be competitive. Mike Fitzgerald, uh, our uh, guest here on D-backs Front Office Focus, uh, obviously, all the uh, most of the attention goes on to the big league club. But if there's a reason for optimism, Mike, as you know, I mean, the, the the farm system has been rebuilt by the front office, headed up by Mike Hazen, and you guys have done a good job in in recognizing and developing talent. I mean, the year on the farm for the Arizona Diamondbacks organization. How would you how would you characterize it? Yeah, still bittersweet to a degree, right? You know, there's some guys that we were excited to see them go out and play, and then injuries. Uh, popped up and, and kept them, but but on the whole, agree. Um, you know, from August first on, the two best OPSs from an offensive standpoint in minor league baseball were our AAA and AA teams. Uh, they we you know, and we weren't just kind of stacking those kind of somehow how other teams may. Um, we we had I think a, we were the sixth youngest team in AA and the sixth youngest team in AAA this wow. year. So um, definitely constantly trying to you know focus on the development of those guys and. And, you know, at the same time, we're not sitting here thinking it just becomes easy to, to plug and play those guys, right? We've seen Dalton Varsho's had, you know, one of the better second halves of any offensive player in baseball uh, at the major league level. And we saw, you know, the, the grind and the struggle that he went through in, in adjusting to his, tra- you know, transitioning from the minor leagues to the big leagues. So we're not ignorant of the transition that we're going to see with those guys, but we're, we're optimistic that, with having a large group of, of of those position players consistently performing, that you know we're gonna we're gonna be able to get some of those guys up here and and watch them continue to flourish and perform as they have as they have in the minor leagues. And then on the pitching side, um, yeah, there's you know the the Amarillo rotation got a lot of attention. Um, you know the the Nelsons of the world, the Fats, the Jamisons. Uh, you know it's it's the Jarvises. It was exciting to see those guys go out and pitch and. And then even below that was kind of the younger group that we have with the, the Walsons, the Elbuses. So, yeah, there was, a, there was a group there that's intriguing. And, you know, our whole strategy with all of this has been let's try to get as much talent as we can and, and then see how the cream rises to the crop and create an environment where these guys are supported and challenged and, and see how good they can get. Uh, and Dalton Varshaw, you're exactly right. He's had a great second half. Uh, the numbers say that. One of his calling cards has always been versatility and athleticism. Uh, as he develops, do you see him, Mike, as a guy who's going to have more of an everyday position, or do you think the the organization will continue to lean on versatility moving forward? Um, I think it'll be a case-by-case basis, right? We've obviously talked a lot about versatility, um, and, and we see value. There's, there's tremendous value in having a guy that Tory can write in the lineup. Uh, to catch one night and then go play center or a corner upfield spot the next night. Uh, but at the same time, we want to make sure we're putting Dalton and any individual in this, in this question uh, in the best position to, to be successful and, and at their peak performance night in and night out. So, um, you know, individualized to a degree for Dalton's specific situation, I, I think we'll probably still see uh, a little bit of both. Um, I think he enjoys kind of having that bouncing around and, and back and forth and, yeah. and different games within the game. Um but yeah, I think I think on an individual level there'll be some guys that we probably 
peel back from that a little bit and say, hey, you know what, we're going to try to get you uh, to be really, really solid at this position, and then and then we'll talk from there. Mike, thanks so much for the uh, time this morning. We really appreciate it. You got it, guys. Take care. Thank you, Mike Fitzgerald, assistant GM, vice president with the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, our guest on D-backs front office focus. Coming up next, 9 o'clock is here. Sarah Cazell returns to take us through social studies next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, live from the Ak-Chin Community Studios, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. You've been listening to D-backs front office focus.